sow into the kingdom. Now they're really not excited, Pastor Amanda. Amen. So have we got our ushers somewhere with the buckets? We'll have buckets come around. You can tap and go if you like. Just have to see Sally for that. Tap and go, it's the easy way to sow. Pastor Amanda's got some offerings that were handed to us yesterday from some people that couldn't be here. It's not really any excuse, is it? If you're working this morning but you can give yesterday, you can still give today. So let's pray. If you've got your offering there, let's pray before Pastor Amanda comes up and blesses us with a word. Father, in your word you have taught us that if we know your presence, we must be still. Maybe that's what it is. Everyone's being still this morning. So in this quiet moment, we are still before you, Lord. Sometimes we're so broken by our doubts that we live with an empty spirit and don't quite know how to find you. You promised, though, Lord, that if we quit talking for a while and allow our ears to listen and our hearts to respond, that you will speak to us again. And our doubts can then be erased with a hope and a confidence that comes only from you. We bring our offerings to you this morning, Lord. Not so that we can buy assurance from you, nor in a vain attempt to pay you for those times that you were clearly present with us, Lord. Our gifts are signs of our love, even when we, for a while, may have lost sight of the way. We wait upon you and worship you today through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray this morning. All the believers said, Amen. Awesome. So we're all believers. I like that. We're getting somewhere this morning, Pastor Amanda. Are you ready to bless us with a word? I love the fact that Pastor Amanda isn't doing a Mother's Day message. She's actually preaching something completely different. But it will tie in nicely. Pastor Amanda, can you bless us, please? Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Welcome, everybody. So Welcome good to see you all. <laughs> my glasses on. There we go. I can see you now. Praise the Lord. It is Mother's Day, but today we are going to uh, be opening up Psalm 91. Psalm 91. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of scripture. And uh, the title of the message today is The Shelter of His Wings. So as we... Uh, Thank you. Oh, happy Mother's Day for me. Yeah. We've got bookmarks for, for the mums. So you'll, a bookmark is coming your way just now. We're handing them out for all the mums. Psalm 91. For, actually, for all the women. It's a reminder of who, who we are and whose we are. As we open up Psalm 91... Psalm 91 gives us access to, to the place of protection and rest that can be found in the shelter of His wings. And the days here on earth, we all agree, are dark. But the Lord has given access to those who would hunger and thirst for more of Him. The shelter of His wings is a place to go 
for refuge. It is a place where there is shelter from the storm and the storm is brewing. Can you hear the deep rumblings of creation as it, as it groans? I can hear them. I know Lucy can hear them. I know Pastor Gary can hear them. I know Glennis can hear the deep rumblings of creation, the rumblings of thunder in the heavens. The earth groans and the fulfilment of the scriptures is in motion. Yes, it is taking place right before our eyes. And God will finish what He started because He is the Lord God Almighty. And what we are seeing is written. In fact, the entire script of the Bible, whether specifically or by implication, addresses the security of one who trusts in the Lord. The entire Bible. And Psalm 91 brings us a screenshot of our security in Him. In the 16 verses that make up Psalm 91, we get to see the essence and the character of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And throughout the Old Testament, even from the very beginning, when God made garments for man and woman, Adam and Eve, right through till the end of the Old Testament to Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi's closing remarks, from beginning to the end, we hear God's promise of security for the believer. And we see examples of the consequences of belief and unbelief. Let's read Malachi chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. This is the conclusion of the Old Testament. So listen, this is the word of the Lord. Verse 2, But to you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out and grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall trample the wicked, for they shall be as ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts. These scriptures, they mark the end of the Old Testament. And indeed, the Son of Righteousness will arise and you shall trample the wicked. The Lord will do it. I believe it. And let's declare it together. Moving into the New Testament through the Gospels, Jesus is preaching about the coming of the Kingdom of God. And He is saying, the Kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, believe in the Gospel. If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. If anyone believes in me, he will never die for I am the bread of life. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. These are the words of Jesus. This is 
the message in the New Testament. The Lord God, He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end. And from start to finish, He gives us knowledge. He gives us understanding. He gives us foresight. He gives us warning. He gives us preparation. He gives us instructions about what we need and about what we are to do. He gives us all of these things in His Word. The Bible, the Holy Bible, the written Word of God. And some chapters of the Bible, they turn that focus knob and they sharpen the picture and zoom in on the message of security that can be found in Him. And that is what we're going to be looking at today in Psalm 91. It's one of those chapters. It's one of those ones that you want to hang on to. It's one of those ones you're going to need in the days ahead. And now since most of us will not know what it is like to be trapped um, and have our feet caught in a snare, and most of us haven't yet had arrows shot at us in the, in the literal sense, and most of us haven't yet been in a battle seeing thousands fall dead, we need to look past the surface of the historical application of this, of this Scripture and we need to ask the eternal Holy Spirit of God, what do you want to relate to me today in this song? Because He's preserved it for us all. This psalm has been preserved in the Scriptures for us, for you today. So be asking Him, Lord, what are you telling me today? Because it's for you today. So I want us all to stand up. And now we're going to read the entire Psalm 91, all 16 verses together in one accord because the spoken word is powerful and there is power for you as you speak out this word. So let's start in verse one. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High in your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for He shall give His angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways." 
In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Hallelujah. That is the word of the Lord. Psalm 91 is our proclamation. We proclaimed it together this morning. You can take your seats. We proclaimed Psalm 91 this morning. It is time to make it your proclamation. Psalm 91 is His protection. Psalm 91 is His promise. And our first point today is Psalm 91 is our proclamation. If you can proclaim from the heart that the Lord is your refuge and your fortress and the one in whom you trust, then you are speaking as one of the redeemed. Hallelujah. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you redeemed this morning? Now, of course, the name Jesus is not mentioned in this psalm because Jesus hadn't yet come. But we know from biblical doctrine that the one who believes in the promise of a Redeemer, the one who believes that God is able to raise men even from the dead, and call into being that which does not exist, things into existence. He is the one who is reckoned right with God. Psalm 107 verse 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, is referring to the one who has a saving faith in God. When it says, let the redeemed of the Lord save, say so, do you have a a saving faith in God today, church? Do you have a saving faith in God today? If you don't, you're going to need it. You're going to need it. So today, God is calling you to be redeemed, to be redeemed. And it's necessary before going any further in this message today to just put the question out there to you, to be truthful, to examine your own hearts, to look at yourselves because you are either redeemed or you are not. There is no in-between. There is no sitting on the fence when it comes to your relationship with God. There is left and there is right, but there is no middle. There is hot and there is cold, but there is no tepid. There is black and there is white, but there is no grey. And there is redeemed and then there is dead in trespasses and sin. But the plain truth is that God loves you and God, He is your shelter. And in the shadow of His wing, you will find protection. You will find safety. You will find rest. Hallelujah. 
Psalm 91 verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress, my God in whom I will put my trust. Can you say it? Can you say it? Please start saying it. If you are lost, if you are broken, if you are empty, if you are hurting, start declaring Psalm 91 over your life because God, He will change things for you. Hallelujah. In Psalm 91 verse 1, the Holy Spirit is repeating to us the instructions that were given in the Word long ago to the children of Israel. And these words are, enter in, enter in, dwell in the shelter of the Most High. Come, stay inside and dwell in the shelter of the Almighty. And resting in His shelter and resting in His protection, proclaim Him to be your refuge and your fortress, the one in whom you trust. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Are you redeemed? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Now, I just want to look at what it is to be redeemed. This is your, this is your inheritance. This is your promise. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is found in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, what a scripture. What a scripture. There is nothing nothing, not one single thing that could come against you and separate you from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. This is our inheritance. The love of God is here right now. The psalmist goes on then to talk about his protection, the protection that the Lord gives to the one who trusts in in him. So to what degree should we trust in the Lord to protection? Well, and and, and what things should we trust Him about? Well, as we open up verses 5 and 6, we can see four good examples of the sorts of things that we need protection from. The first one is night terrors. Night terrors. Have you ever had a night terror? Have you experienced horrible dreams? I have. One day I woke up and I was being strangled by something demonic trying to block me. I was pinned to the bed. I couldn't move. I couldn't even speak. But in my mind, I called upon the name of Jesus and I called out to Him, Jesus, 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 in my mind. I couldn't even utter the words. And Jesus came and that night terror left me. But this is an example of the sorts of thing that we can have protection from. Another one is arrows coming at you by day. Now, 
We're not in the day of hunter-gathering and uh, having the men go and, and, and spear the, the animals for our food, but we are in the day where the arrows of the enemy, the fiery darts of the enemy are coming against his believers and coming against his men and women. Does this apply to you? If you are on the path of righteousness, then you can expect these arrows to come against you. They will, they will, but don't worry. Take shelter. The Lord, He is your protection. Do not be afraid. These arrows can come in various ways and some of them are very, very subtle. Some of them are obvious and we can see, oh my goodness, that was an attack. But some of them are subtle and they sneak up on us. So be aware because the Word tells us in John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So if arrows are coming at you that are stealing from you, that are killing you, oopsie, that are destroying you, maybe someone could just come and pick it up and move it to the side. Thank you very much. Malfunction with the props, never mind. Just put it to the side. Yeah. Do not fear the arrows, but come and abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The third thing there that we have protection from is protection from pestilence. Now, pestilence defined in Google is a fatal epidemic and a deadly and overwhelming disease that affects an entire community. And we haven't seen anything yet because the COVID-19 pandemic was just a warm-up for what's in front of us. It was just a warm-up. Pestilence is also one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. And we can read about that in Revelation chapter 6, verses 7 and 8, the fourth seal which is widespread death on earth. Now, I'm not saying this to scare you this morning. I'm telling you this because the Word of God says, and so if the Word of God says, then it shall be so and it shall come to pass because we are seeing the, the Word of God play out in these days. And pestilence is something that we can expect. So let's, let's read verses 6 and 7, Revelation chapter 6, verses, sorry, 7 and 8. So when he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, come and see. So I looked and behold, a pale horse and the name of him who sat on it was death and Hades followed with him and power was given to them over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. So there's a day coming, there's a time coming when we will need to be in the shelter of the Most High. It's time to start practising getting in His presence. And that's what Sue 
gave us an opportunity to do this morning as she, as she presented the communion and she, she created a space for, for him to come into his presence by singing those words, blessings, honour, glory to the Lamb. This is how we can come into his presence with praise on our lips by focusing our thoughts, our intentions, our, our, our entire beings before the throne room of God. Because it's time to start practising this church. It's time to come up and get in front of the Lord an audience of one, just you and Him. This is the place where you will find peace, protection and shelter and it is available right now. We don't have to wait till we die. We can have it right now. And so I would like to encourage you to continue on at home when you're feeling like it's coming, coming against you. Put on some music and just wait on the Lord and sit before Him in His presence and concentrate and fix your eyes on Him and allow Him to, to bring you into that place and cloak you with his protection. The fourth thing that, uh, that we can expect to see is destruction. Destruction that lays waste at noonday. Now noon is an important time in the day because it marked the time when Jesus was suffering on the cross. So noon, destruction at noon has significance it's amazing when you open up the Word and you start unpacking the significance of the timing because everything has a perfect timing with God. And so Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 through to 50, they provide us with, with some clues, some insight as to the time when Jesus was crucified now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon all the land until the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And Jesus cried out again with a loud, a loud voice and he yielded up his spirit. He yielded up his spirit. He yielded up his spirit. This is prophetic. This is a picture of what has been and what is coming and what we can have right now in these last days. You can yield your spirit up to the Lord. He is calling us to come up, come up here, come up here to the place of blessing. Come up here to the place of blessings of Psalm 91 with God's protection, His deliverance and His shelter. But to come up, we must walk in His ways. We must yield our will to His will through obedience, through faithfulness, through holiness and through surrender. And as we walk in His ways, we are walking in obedience. And that's why I, why I commend you for coming into the house of God faithfully as you do every week and learning because it's only through learning and reading the Word and studying the Scriptures 
that we can know what we must do. We don't need to be on our own in this. We don't need to be out on the cold. But coming together, we can learn these things of how to be obedient, of how to live holy and surrendered lives. And as we walk in obedience, the Lord, He is there to protect us, to cover us and to release His promises on us. Now then, is this a guarantee that all the evils of this fallen world will not come on us? That would be silly, wouldn't it, to conclude that. We do live in a broken world and there's evidence of this brokenness all around us. We don't have to look too far, do we? Illness befalls the most dedicated believer just as it does the blaspheming atheist. Natural calamity destroys the Christian's home as quickly and as finally as the home of a Satan worshipper living next door. The drunk driver slams his out-of-control car into the church bus and murders Christian children on a mission trip. The faithful husband grabs his chest and falls to the floor and breathes his last, leaving his children and, and wife to start over without him. These are the realities of living in a fallen world. It's not God's fault. We're in a fallen world. But we can take this psalm seriously and we can take the word of the Lord very seriously because he is with us. And he will protect us when we come up and when we come and rest in the shelter of his protection. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Revelation chapter 1 verse 18 says, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last and the living one. And I was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. It's an upward call of God. God is calling us up. The shelter of the Most High is up. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Come up here. Come up here to the throne room of heaven. Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And these things I looked, and behold, a door, a door standing open in heaven, a door. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things which must take place. After this, immediately I was in the Spirit and behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. The throne room of heaven. The throne room of heaven is the place where we can go. The door is there. The door is there. We just need to walk through. And verse 4 of Psalm 91 gives us a beautiful picture of how we can relate to the Father. 
The picture is of one who trusts in the Lord, abiding in the comfort of a spread wing of soft feathers. Can you picture an eagle with its wings spanned open, soft feathers, comfortable? This is the place. This is the picture of the place where we can go to abide in the in the safety and the security of the Lord. Hallelujah. He has given us promises. Verse 11 and 12. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands, they shall bear you up. That's a promise from the Lord. That's a promise for you. He has given angels charge over you. Everyone, every one of you has an angel caring for you and they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the angels, for giving us the angels to carry us and to lift us lest we dash our foot on a stone. The Lord doesn't want us to stumble and fall. He wants us to to be with Him. He wants us to complete the mission and the purpose which He has set for you and for me. And He will, He will send His angels and give them charge over you in in your hour of need, in your time of need. Verse 13, you shall tread Upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent, you shall trample underfoot. The word tread means to to press down or crush. Hallelujah. In the garden, the devil took the form of a serpent. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. When the devil comes after you, tread on him. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, the devil, he is likened to a roaring lion prowling about, seeking someone who he may devour. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. You have the victory. The victory comes from Jesus and it was provided at the cross. And it is through His strength alone that you and I, we have the power to tread upon every every arrow, every serpent, every lion, every act of the devourer that would come against us. You have the authority to do it. God's promise is one of final deliverance and we are presently in God's economy, seated with Him in heavenly places. We are seated with Him. We have the victory because Christ, He is with us. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6 and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
This is the vantage point that we have. We can sit together with Christ in heavenly places. We can have victory because it is ours. He has set us up. Psalm 91 verse 14 brings us a promise because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I will deliver him. He will deliver you. I will set him on high because he knows my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honour him. Hallelujah. Because we love him, because we set our eyes upon him, he will deliver us. He will set us on high. Hallelujah. Because we have known him and we have called upon him. He does not promise us freedom from trouble, but he promises that he will be with us in it. He will be with us in the times of troubles that we face. His his promise rescues through it. He promises us honour. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In verse 16, the greatest promise of all, with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That's the promise of the Lord, long life and satisfaction. Hallelujah. And he will show you salvation. Now we're just, just about finished up, but I really would love to ask the worship team to come back up. We're going to sing one song together as we close up. And let me read to you a passage from Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 3. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flames scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. Fear not, fear not, fear not. He has called you. You are His. Brothers and sisters, we live in an evil and in a fallen world. And in this world, you will have tribulation. Jesus promised that. But in the same breath, He added those words of comfort, do not fear, do not fear. For He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. He who says to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, has this eternal promise from the one who covers with his pinions, his feathers, his wings. Hallelujah. My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Can you say that?